You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. My name is John Gordon. I'll be your host. And I'm your host, Katie Burke. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America. The DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. everybody, welcome back to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. Joining me today, once again, is John Pullman, our central flyway migration editor for Ducks.org. John, what's going on, man? Hey, happy to be with you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. You know, we are right here in, you know, some states, mid-latitude states. A lot of them are in splits, you know, off and on. But some of these, those northern central plains states or Great Plains states, I should say, you guys sound like you still have ducks up there. And I wanted to bring you on. We can just kind of chit-chat about how your season's been and what you're hearing throughout that area, throughout the whole Central Flyway, really. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and kick it off. And, uh, you know, we'll start out with South Dakota because that's right, your backyard. How's your season been? What's the duck number look like around there? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a good good year in South Dakota. Um, you know, I think we had some solid production, you know, that kind of boosted early season opportunities. And then, uh, you know, we kind of pinned, we kind of highlighted that, that storm system in October. It's kind of a game changer, uh, you know, bringing in some birds from Canada, North Dakota. And I know South Dakota sure benefited from that. And since then, you know, we've had some decent numbers, um, really good numbers, I, I should say, in, in areas of the state where they have good habitat conditions. And that's going to be essential to what we talk about today is the places that have good water, that have, you know, the habitat conditions that we need to attract and hold birds. I think you're seeing those places having a pretty good year so far. And so, you know, big picture here in South Dakota for me personally has been, you know, I've had a great year mainly because it's been my son Miles, his first year hunting. And so, um, you know, may, may not have, have uh, number-wise have had the, the kind of year that maybe that I would uh, have had in the past, but just the birds that we have gotten have just been really special because they've been some of his first ones. So, um, for me personally, it's been a great year. But, you know, big picture kind of going back to that you know, that October Halloween storm. You know, we, we kind of painted that from north to south as being uh, a system that was going to really shake things up for the northern prairies where we're talking prairie canada north dakota south dakota you know mike Zemanski in north dakota game fishing uh, the game fish department there you know he said it was going to be a game changer that it was going to be closing the door i think actually the words that he used and i think it did in some ways mm-hmm. but i think what we've realized in hindsight looking back is that it changed things up but i don't think it did to the extent that we thought it that we thought it was going to you know we saw a pretty good increase of birds around that period of time and then um you know temperatures dropped we had some snow in areas 
Um, but in the backside of it, our temps warmed up, right? And so throughout much November, we were in the 40s, 50s. You would it would freeze at night. You're probably you're probably wearing flip flops, weren't you? <laughs> you know what? It's sweatshirt and short season. That's what we call it here. <laughs> and uh, and so those birds actually they hung here. They sung. Out, they hung out here. And then actually, I think what we saw was they actually kind of did a little bit of reverse migration back north. And so up and through up through November, uh, you know, it's November 30th now when we're recording this. And even in the past couple of days, I've gotten solid, credible reports from Alberta and Saskatchewan of of decent numbers of waterfall that are still there. And when I'm talking, we're talking, we're talking geese, right? And mallards primarily. And so we are still holding on to some pretty good bird numbers up here. Um, I know that big water starting to lock up in Prairie Canada, but some of the river systems are still open. And then here in South Dakota and North Dakota as well, some of our bigger waters are still open. And then that whole Missouri River corridor is wide open, right? And so it is going to take another big change in our weather to lock those things up and send these final this this you know a pretty good number of mallards here to send them south you know not to be the grinch here in the christmas season but you know i got off the phone with a good friend at the national weather service this morning in, in sioux falls and there's nothing in the short term right i mean 10 14 days out there's no big weather system coming so for those that are in a split right now uh mid-latitude or down arkansas or wherever you know that are hoping to see some something happen up here it may not happen here in the next 10 days but you know keep your fingers crossed by the end of the year eventually at some point the door is really going to officially close and you're going to and you're going to see i think uh, a, a pretty good pusher bird south but until then, I think North Dakota and South Dakota are going to be holding on to some birds uh, for a while. Yeah, you know, we kind of got the same sentiment from uh, Dr. Scott Stevens when he's been on, where we had him on that day that right around Halloween where that big front hit. He was kind of alluding to the fact that he still had three or four additional days following that. Um, but I think that, like you said, it warmed up in the Dakotas. And now he's a little further north, but like in the Dakotas, it warmed back up. You know, the people who were up there hunting at that time, you know, when during that warm up, right after that storm, I heard several reports of of pretty good concentrations of mallards and geese um, returning to North Dakota. So it's right now. I mean, we're doing what what we do as waterfowl hunters is you know we sit around in December and wait for weather. I mean, that's this is not you know I guess. I'm hearing a lot of questions of where are the mallards, where, you know, we're not seeing them. You know, Jay Anglin over our Great Lakes migration editor, he's in northern Indiana, and he's like, we don't have them. He's like, I talked to the dudes up in northern Michigan. He's like, they're not seeing. You know, just people are just not seeing those mallards, and it actually kind of makes sense the way you're kind of painting this picture of that warm-up. I mean, the if, and especially in areas that far north, nobody's hunting them. There's no, there's no pressure. No, our season, our seasons go out, you know, North Dakota's out soon. Most of Eastern South Dakota goes out on Tuesday here in, in just a few days, you know, and then we have the um, Missouri River corridor stays open hunting wise for, um, you know, the Southeast part of South Dakota until the, uh, close to the end of uh, December. And then we have another season that stays open into January out by Pierce, Central South Dakota. But yeah, hunting pressure is going to drop off the map in about five days. And so, you know, you look at a snow cover. I mean, there's there's two things that are going to drive migration out of the Dakotas, right? And you talk to, I mean, people in Nebraska and Kansas, they know that in order to see birds show up in those states and other areas too, you got to have ice and you got to have snow. And you look at a snow cover map of South Dakota, North Dakota right now, and it is brown. 
right? There is no snow here. And we just, we're getting single digit lows, teens lows at night, which is enough to lock up small water, right? But some of these bigger lakes or the Missouri River in particular, it takes significant amount of cold weather day after day after day for that stuff to lock up. You know, with each with each cold day, those water temperatures are dropping, right? And so it's you're going to get closer and closer to seeing things ice over. But until we get a really severe cold snap, it's just not going to happen. You know, I mean, I saw literally yesterday, I saw in my hometown here, I saw a guy outside working, construction guy, and he had blue jeans and a t-shirt. It was 50, 50 some degrees yesterday. And so that's just, you know, we want to think of migration as black and white, right? Like it, here comes the weather event and here come the birds, but there's so much gray area and mother nature, she's the one that holds the cards to all of it. And so when it's, when it's time, it's time, it'll happen. But it's uh, like I say, it's one of it right now. We just don't have the factors up here. And, and we do mallards are there's good numbers of mallards here. And until that, until that changes, they're, they're going to be here. So it's, it's, I know it's frustrating for hunters, um, you know, that are further South, but you know, patience and you just have to wait it out and uh, hope you can take advantage you know there are we don't have any gray ducks here i mean there's a handful of green and teal and some pennies that you know hang out with these mallards but by and large those birds are down south and hopefully you know hunters are able to take advantage of those species for now and and uh greenheads maybe they'll show up as a christmas present who knows Stay tuned to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, sponsored by Purina ProPlan, after these messages. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina ProPlan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. I know most of the guys that I talk to who are hunting Arkansas, uh, Southeast Missouri, West Tennessee, there's still, you know, there's plenty of ducks around as far as, like you mentioned, that you got gadwalls and pintails and green wings. I know a lot of guys have been capitalizing on that green wing opportunity, which is awesome. I'll take it all day long. Um, but I think most of the hunters who have been around the block for a while understand that, you know, it's the waiting game now. You, you, you're you going to have to wait for the mallards. So if, if that's what you're chasing. And I, now, there were some pretty solid reports. Some places in Arkansas did fairly well on mallards you know some of the public ground uh, i'm not going to name any names and throw anybody's secret hole under the bus here but uh, some guys shot some ducks um, some mallards and and did pretty well but by and large you know they were non-existent Um, you know you kind of mentioned you know kind of the grumblings of of hunters but and i just wanted to point out you know we posted the nebraska migration alert that you had sent we posted that yesterday and this morning i looked on you know some of our social media sites and saw there were several people agreed with the alert and several people were like, no, we don't, you know, cause I think it kind of alluded to, you know, the hunting's heating up a little bit as the temperatures drop. They've got a, some little bit cold temps that, you know, it's been warm there too. Um, and so the hunting kind of heated up a little bit and people are like, oh, I'm not seeing anything. And then another guy's like, yeah, ours got really good yesterday. And that's one thing to understand with those migration alerts. It's not, it's hard to judge every single person's duck blind, you know, like they're not right in front of your blind. So you're giving like a more of a 40,000 foot overview here. Absolutely. But you know, what, what all did you 
kind of take away from that Nebraska alert as you were making phone calls to waterfowl managers? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, back to that theme of whether habitat conditions are good. I think people have picked up birds. And so habitat conditions in western Nebraska are far superior to what they are in eastern and south central Nebraska. Rainwater basin is extremely dry. You know, the only water that has that was available in that area, to my knowledge, was stuff that was pumped. Um, you know, any of the any of the managed ground that had access to, to water systems like that, you know, they they um, had the habitat needed to, to attract and hold birds. But eastern Nebraska, I know, is 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 tough, um, and in particular, the the region that that I think I I maybe didn't highlight enough is that the Missouri River, where it borders South Dakota, and then continuing on south and east along the eastern edge of Nebraska, they have not picked up the birds. Um, I made some phone calls last night to a couple of the guys. And they just have not seen the birds arrive there. Um, there's some people think they've flown over. My personal thought, and you know, going back to what we've already talked about, is that the birds just haven't come down yet. And so those mallards and Canada geese that typically will show up on that stretch of Missouri River, um, you know, the running water Springfield, you know, down toward Omaha, you know, along eastern Nebraska, those birds just haven't shown up yet. And that's my opinion based on on and on what I've seen and what I've heard. And so, yeah, I think it's in Nebraska and in Kansas too, and other places. It's a it's an issue. It's a, an example of of haves and have nots. If you've got the water, you probably have seen some birds arrive. If you don't, or if you're in one of those spots that really, really depend on the Dakotas clearing out, you're probably having a, a slow season so far. And so, yeah, these these migration reports are awesome. And when you, if you look at them from a big picture, um, obviously there are there's a lot of gray area. You know, going back to that as well, there's a lot of gray area to it, and there are um, a lot of areas that we you know you just can't cover at all. But yeah, looking at the big picture in Nebraska, I think western areas, yeah, they've they've seen an uptick in bird numbers. You know, um, smaller waters are are freezing over, the lakes and the reservoirs and the rivers are starting to pick up. But further east, where the conditions are not as good, um, or they just they just haven't seen the birds yet. And so again, they need ice and snow here in the Dakotas for things to pick up. Now, what about Colorado? I mean, eastern Colorado um, typically has some pretty good hunting. Have you talked to anybody over there yet? I, I know we we typically do some alerts over there, so you probably have some contacts. Yeah, you know, uh, the, one of my main contacts, Vance Stoltz, he's a, you know, a longtime hunter in the front range. Um, things have been, I spoke with him here a week or so ago. Again, extremely, they, they saw uh, a weather system come in, kind of that Halloween area, brought in some, uh, some new birds. It was kind of what they needed. It, um, froze up they had a lot of water on the landscape and so it froze up some of the shallow water and concentrated the birds in ways that they were more accessible but in the week since right it's same thing weather is the temperatures have really really warmed up birds have spread back out and so i think they too are they are waiting on things to really uh to change again they need another weather system to kind of heat things back up in colorado um just it's it's a waiting game, right? It's one of those things where uh, you have to wait for Mother Nature to to, to play the right cards. Now, I, I talked to a couple people in Oklahoma, um, especially for their opener, and then a couple weeks after, you know, some of those guys did pretty well. Have you heard anything out of Oklahoma or is that just right now it's kind of a dark area? For me personally, that's a dark area. I mean, the only thing that I that I can say... It's just from some, you know, looking at some of the, the state wildlife management area pages, knowing that, again, places that have water have, have done well. Um, you know, if you if you take any, if you do any internet scouting, you know, on Instagram or anything like that, it, it sure looks like there's some hunters down there that have been having some success in some managed areas. 
Um, but again, I think that they would benefit from some weather up here. Yeah, and as we move into Texas, you know, we had Kevin Cry, the Texas Waterfowl Program Coordinator, on, was it last week, maybe the week before, and he kind of painted a pretty good picture for North Texas, uh, which is a little mm. surprising, you know, that the last couple of years they haven't had water. This year they do have pretty good water. I think they, they got dry recently, but um, they have pretty good water there, so guys seem to be doing pretty well. But before we drift too far into Texas, and I don't want to drift too far into the Mississippi Flyway on you here, but I'm, I know you stay in touch with uh, Tony Vandemore there in northern Missouri. Yep. What are you hearing out of there? Because I think a lot of people are assuming, especially after you know Missouri's most recent uh, survey, uh, there's quite a few ducks and, and quite a few mallards stacked up in Missouri. Yeah. You know, I think Missouri is one of those states that they benefit from an October weather system probably more than anybody. It seems like when we get when we get weather here in the Dakotas in October, and we did, we saw a decent little push like the second week of October, and then of course that big storm. And whenever we get that kind of little pulse of birds into South Dakota and into North Dakota and birds leaving out of here, it seems like, you know, that north central Missouri, they are on the receiving end of of that. And so I know that they've got good, uh, there, there are some good mallard numbers down there. Um, you know, but I know they also have a bunch of other different species right now, you know, green wing teal, green wing teal have been a kind of a lifesaver for a lot of folks this year, just by the way, you mentioned it a little bit, but they have really been a, they've been a lifesaver, been a, a fun duck for, for people this year. But, um, so I, but I think they're, they're Missouri right now, again, warmer temperatures, they had some snow, but we're just coming off a full moon. And, uh, you know, if, if things, if we see a little bit of a warm up down there, they're going to see those birds, you know, shift to that nighttime feeding pattern. I think that's, that's kind of what's the, the concern right now down there. Um, you know, but again, they would benefit from some weather up North. I know I'm sound like a broken record, but I, you know, anything to switch things up. Um, I think that weather system they had last week with some snow and cold, that was enough to shake things up and kind of shake the birds up and, and get them out of their, out of some of their, um, um, difficult behavior patterns. Um, and so anything now between now and the end of the season, again, to just to kind of, whether it's rain or wind or a uh, big cold snap, whatever it is, just to kind of, again, shake things up for them and, and uh, get them moving during the daylight. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the overall theme, like you mentioned, not to be the broken record here, but I think it's, it's really a waiting game for some of these mid latitude uh, central flyway hunters right now. And, you know, as they get further, further south in the in all flyways i mean it's it's definitely going to be a waiting game for the next couple of weeks until we see you know a significant system basically hit you right in your backyard um i hate i hate to say that you know but you know i think that's what most duck hunters are rooting for right now is for south dakota to to get kind of buried under a little bit of snow <laughs> you know what i would gladly accept that fate yeah on behalf of fellow duck hunters south of me especially after tuesday when our season closes yeah that's right once it closes they got go you got to run them out they got to go they, they, they're not doing me any good anymore so. we, we cannot have construction workers in south dakota wearing t-shirts i know that that's bad news for everybody it is that is not a good sign it's not <laughs> a good sign nope cool john i appreciate you providing this update uh some pretty valuable information and gives a real glimpse of you know where the migration is uh, in the central flyway and, and and throughout some other regions i mean it, prairie region impacts so many other areas that uh, i think hunters have to understand that when those ducks get out it's going to benefit everyone so uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time and we'll get you back on here pretty soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. 
I'd like to thank my guest, John Pullman, the Central Flyway Migration Editor for Ducks.org, for coming on the show and providing a little bit of an update on where the migration stands in his neck of the woods and throughout the Central Flyway. I'd like to thank Chris Isaac for putting the show together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the DU Podcast and supporting wetlands conservation. Thank you for listening to the DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit ducks.org slash DU Podcast. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.